Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Brute force. If it doesn't work, you're just not using enough. You're listening to Softweb Radio, special operations military news, and straight talk with the guys in the community. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to another special edition, because they're always so special, of Softweb Radio. I have a very cool author today, a Red Cell employee, if I can say with a DOD, it's Brad Thor, ladies and gentlemen. And I just want to say his book right now coming out is called Rising Tiger. So don't forget that at the beginning of this show. Now, Brad, welcome aboard. <laughs> it's great to be here, Rad. You know, it's funny. We were talking before we came on air about your dad having been a Green Beret. And my children's godfather is a fifth special forces group right. guy. And he always, he's a really, really funny guy because I asked him why he never tried to go to the unit. And he's like 6'2". And he said his 
nickname was Jethro, and he'd be bumping his head like if he tried to make an entry in an air uh, in an airplane. And so you're rad. He always calls me B rad. That's his joke every time you know I get to B-rad. see this guy. He's working for the State Department now. B rad. So rad and B rad uh, on the broadcast today. That's what's up. I think the earth just shifted a little bit in our favor because we just aligned ourselves. Okay, so there's a big thank you. I want to say thanks to Brandon Webb, of course, with Soft Rep for saying, hey, Rad, go after B-Rad and get him on the show. So we got you, Thor. And it's a really exciting time for you. Now, you have a slew of books, all right? You've got a resume. You know, you've got The Last Patriot. You've got the Rising Tiger series with Harvest. That's how I pronounce it in my head, right? Because I read a book and I read it how I interpret it. When I read a book out loud, it's a little different, right? When we do audio books or we read the words, you're like, did I say that right? But in your head, your imagination goes crazy. And so, you know, Harvest, is that how you say his last name? I say Harvath. The name okay. actually belongs to a friend of ours who processes FISA warrants for the DOJ, was really big in the war on terror, going after Al-Qaeda and a lot of the bad guys out there. And I like that name. I was looking for a name I hadn't seen in fiction. And I was really proud of what this friend of ours was doing at DOJ, had been U.S. Army, the whole JAG thing, and then went over to DOD, or no, actually went from DOD to DOJ. So I just thought Harvath was a cool name. So yeah, you, you've nailed it right. It's funny, a lot of people know people named Horvath. So I get a lot of people sure. interview me and say, oh, your character Horvath. I'm like, no, 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 it's Scott Harvath. So, yeah, right. But good job. Scott with one T, S-O-S-C-O-T, Scott with one T. <laughs> so Harvath. Named after so- my brother. Yeah, my mom did not want to see S-C-O-T-T-T-H-O-R. So I named my guy, my main character, the first name after my brother. And then people said, well, why does he have only one T? And so a couple of books into the series, I gave him the middle name Thomas and said his mom didn't want to see S-C-O-T-T-T-H-O-M-A-S. Yeah. Yeah, so the triple T's there because of the of the name, yeah. the TTT. Yeah, that would my mom so and mom's my like, no. <laughs> well, we love moms. Yeah. Moms rock, okay? So without them, there wouldn't be us. <laughs> so <laughs> Rising Tiger, right? I think what I want to just say without giving away a lot of it, and I'm, I'm about 158 pages into your book. And let me just kind of show you my favorite angle of your book right here, okay? That is a classy photo, all right? I just want to say, you know, <laughs> when we do these podcasts, and the, yeah. Brad, it's got your name, Brad Thor, right here. But the thing I have about, you know, showing photos is it's backwards. But it says Brad Thor, Rising Tiger, right here. And this is a very solid hardback book, all right? And it's nice to hold one. You know, we've been all around these iPads and these tablets and everything. And, you know, there's nothing like reading a book with some good lighting and just flipping the page. I feel like I'm reading a book. I'm not just tap, tap, tapping away. Uh, thank you for keeping that real. Well, you're welcome. And in fact, there have been a bunch of studies done that say ink on paper, because it's imperfect, you're going to see some of the lines sometimes that are not perfectly lined up. There's something about ink on paper. We actually retain more of the information, regardless of its fiction, nonfiction. They've done countless studies that show reading off a screen, you don't keep it in your head as well as reading it off paper. Yeah, I can, uh, comprehension, you know, reading comprehension, you know, I remember what I've read so far for the most part in your book. And I've been reading books and I'm not a big book reader. This position I've been given where I get to interview authors, they're like, yo, Rad, check out my newest book. And I'm like, okay, I got to put this in between, you know, my business and flying and this and that. And, and I do, and I have been. So I just want to say, A, I've been bettering myself by reading your books. Okay. And reading books more often and just, 
finding words that I've never really said in here, like the India. Okay. I'm just going to bring up India in here. You know, you mm-hmm. talk about the sweet smells and the incense in the air. And to me, I automatically start thinking about like billowing material floating on sticks that are above the market and, you know, mm-hmm. just lively people wanting to like pass you a chai tea, you know, and jingling and stuff. It's just, so that's what I pick up in my imagination. Right. And you do a good job. Thank you. This is probably rad the hardest book that I have ever written because I wanted to take my main character. And by the way, for those of you who have never read a Brad Thor book, I tell people my books are like the James Bond movies. You don't need to have seen any of the James Bond movies to go out and see the most recent one. You can jump right in. And so my books are the same. And I've never had my character go to India. And what gave me the idea for this book for Rising Tiger is two years ago this summer, the Chinese crept across the border in the Himalayas into India, and there was this massive confrontation, which I opened the book with. Right. And my books are fiction, but I call what I do faction, where you don't know where the facts end and the fiction begins. And so this line of actual control, this border region in the Himalayas between India and China is not demilitarized, but they're not allowed to bring firearms into the area because there's been a lot of combat is not the best word for it, but there's been a lot of skirmishes in the area. So two years ago this summer, in real life, the Chinese made all these improvised weapons. They had iron rods studded with spikes, baseball bats wrapped with barbed wire, or uh, some had razor wire wrapped around them. Yeah, very medieval. And they crept in and they attacked a troop of a unit of Indian soldiers. And it was hand to hand combat high in the Himalayas for six hours. There were so the devastation to these people's bodies were so bad that they needed DNA testing to figure out who was who left on the battlefield afterwards. And people were getting thrown off cliffs. Horrific. And I said, oh, my gosh, this is an amazing opening scene for a spy novel. And that's what I used. And that is what it opens with. And I'm not trying to give a spoiler, but I never put the Himalayas, you know, India, you know, the mountains as a region of trying to attack. You know, it seems so fortified. You're like, who's going to scale those huge, you know, mountains? But if there's a will, there's a way, right? And people want to, the Arctic soldiers, right? You reference these guys. Mm -hmm. They're like, they're on guard. They're like, they're like on the wall. And that's their position is on that wall. And they are waiting on that wall. And <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like a whole combination of kind of like the Jack Nicholson thing. And then the Night's Watch in Game yes, of Thrones. Yes, right? it really is. cold and those white walkers are coming. But this, this regiment that I talk about, the Snow Warriors, it's one, yes. of, it's one of the most decorated regiments in the Indian Army. So, And that was the other thing, Rad, that was really so tough with doing the research, or I should say it was uh, it was incumbent upon me to get even the ranks correct, because I couldn't go with what my normal understanding of, of the the U.S. military is. There's all these, right. like, uh, even going down to there's an equivalent of a Lance Corporal that's called a Lance Nyack. So I couldn't use Marine Corps terminal. I, I really, every single thing had to be clicked off in, in perfect, because I'm trying to give you a fun read, right? So I want you to have toes in the sand, book in the hand. That's my job. I want, I have short, crisp, cinematic chapters. I want you to keep flipping those pages. Yeah, they uh, are. And too. what drives, well, thank you. I, I, just, I yes, and yes. there's some, somebody once said, easy reading is damn hard writing. And it's true. I, I, it is. As soon as I'm out of a chapter, I'm like, oh, another chapter. And I'm like, oh, oh, that's great. And the reader's like, 
oh, I'm moving right along. You know, you're just not looking for another chapter. It just happens. And you're just like, oh, this is pretty. I, I want to tell you that. Keep, so not to interrupt uh, your I, flow. Thank but. you. No, <laughs> yeah. Listen, I appreciate it. I, there's the one thing that always grinds my gears is if I'm reading a book and somebody's got, for instance, this is one of the mistakes I hate the most is a writer will put a safety on a Glock. And there is no safety on a Glock. And it would take you two seconds to realize there's no safety on a Glock. And so my right. wife will finish. Yeah, this is my safety, right? Just like who? Yeah, right. In, exactly. Uh, your finger's your safety out. on a Glock. <laughs> yeah, this is my safety. Yeah, we're showing our fingers. Yeah. <laughs> Authors who don't do the, the work, some people won't notice it. And I care that everything is correct in the books. And I still make mistakes, but it's not because I didn't bust my ass to try to make sure the books were perfect. And I'm lucky that I've got such a a group of men and women who I call my sharpshooters who I can give the book to and say, okay, what didn't I get right? Show me my mistakes. You know, read the manuscript, if you will, for me. In fact, uh, one of my favorite guys who reads for me is the former national security advisor, Robert O'Brien, who was the, the NSA in the Trump administration. And he and I talked about this battle in the Himalayas between the Indians and the Chinese a bunch. And what I didn't know was that after this happened, India was so pissed at China they pulled all the Chinese telephone apps out of the app store in India, oh, which really put a massive dent in China's tech sector, the money they have coming in. The Indians are like, listen, we got a, over a billion people here. They all have cell phones. You're stealing their biometric data. You just killed a bunch of our soldiers. Fuck you. No more apps in the app store. Yeah, and then right. the Indians said to us, we want to overwinter in this pass. We want to give the Chinese the middle finger and say not only – are we not going to bow down and cede territory to you? We're going to spend the whole winter up here, but we don't have the gear. And so Robert O'Brien, the Trump administration, helped provide all kinds of winter gear, whether it was tents, whether it was sleeping bags, everything that the Indians needed to stay at that battlefield and not give up an inch of ground to the Chinese so that they could stay the entire winter there and the Chinese couldn't come and take uh, it's called salami slicing when we say it in English. The Chinese have a term, it's silkworming, where it's just nibble, nibble, nibble at territory. Sure. They've done it in Bhutan and other places. But I just thought it was really cool that we outfitted this great unit, this great regiment, not the whole regiment, but we helped outfit a lot of Indian soldiers so that they could just stay up there at the border and just keep you know, giving the middle finger to the Chinese. I thought that was awesome. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right, you know, they don't need to be getting encroached upon. They don't need to be being tested. They don't need to have little bites taken at their sovereign nation. You know, it's like what's happening kind of in Mm -hmm. today's world. You know, you're going back to like, you know, like, let's say, okay, Let's just jump into a little current theater of what's going on because I'm sure somebody's going to write something about a book about this. You've got Putin who just comes out saying he wants to be like Peter the Great. And Peter the Great was saying that you know they had Sweden. So you've got Sweden who's been this lovely nation for all these years and now he wants to pull. There's a lot of chatter going on. It's like just leave everybody alone. Like the empire, imperial empires are no, no more. Even in England, they don't call it an empire. They call it a commonwealth. And the people are okay with a commonwealth. They're okay with that phrase. But the empire is no longer a phrase that they want to hear said anymore. Right? We're a new no. world. This is no. So do you have a book on the burner about that? Is that what's going on? Did I just stumble well, in? in? Fact, which, you know, I no, you didn't, Rad. I, I just tried to be ahead <laughs> of the headlines. I sure. want my book show looking here. Let's see. Several summers ago I did a book called Spy Master. And Spymaster involves Sweden. And the fact that Sweden's got one, they've been doing the hokey pokey, one foot in NATO, one foot out of NATO. They're not right, really right. in. And the rain, it was big. I did Spymaster based on a, a, another real life thing that happened. The Rand Corporation did a study. They brought in all these high ranking military guys from DOD and they said, okay, we're going to, you guys are red team and this group of generals is blue team. And we're going to go back and forth about a Russian invasion in the Baltic NATO states. So Latvia, Lithuania, and Estonia. And they kept switching up all of these high ranking American military people so that one side could play Russia and the other side could play NATO. And every single time, Russia won when our guys were acting as Russia. And they said, if Russia sends paratroopers into the capitals, they're going to be able to grab these places. And we're not going to be able to prevent Russia from taking these states. And what the key thing was, and this is my book, Spymaster, was if Uh Russia could get control of the island of Gotland off of Sweden, the Swedish island, then they'd be able to put their missile batteries there and prevent any resupply coming through the Baltic Sea. It's a fascinating thing. And my buddy Robert O'Brien, once more, the national security advisor, told me that the railroad gauge changes as you leave Poland and try to go up to the Baltic NATO members. So anything you've got on trains has to come off and go on new trains to get up there. And they're perfect sabotage points for Russian Spetsnaz. 
So just, I love basing my thrillers on these real wow. world things. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Right. And factional. That's what you kind of say. It's like, where does it start? Yeah. Where faction. does it end? You know, a faction. And, you know, that's what takes the reader outside themselves and gives them that, I'm not commuting to work right now. I don't have my seatbelt on. I'm in a comfortable, <laughs> I think you said toes in the sand, you know, hand book with a book. Head, yeah. Yeah. Book with a hand, you know, it's like, that's kind of where you want to be in. And you want to go through these spy thriller novels in such a, a way like that, you know, I, that's what's been captivating about your book. And I'm going to finish it up here. And again, I'm choosing to put time to read your book in, in my life, which means that it's a good read. I just want you to know that. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. It. I'm glad you're enjoying it. I, that's the thing. At the end of the day, I want to give people a white knuckle thrill ride. And if you yeah. close the book, knowing a little bit more about a different part of the world or, you know, India is the we're the oldest democracy in the world in the United States. But India is the largest. And I, it, so the, the crux of Rising Tiger, my new book, is what if the U.S. wanted to create – we have something called the Quad now, which is this relationship between India, the U.S., Japan, and Australia. But what if we wanted to create an Asian version of NATO? And that's kind of the premise behind this book, that the Chinese would do anything they could to stop us – uh, from doing this and putting India at the center of it. So uh, just a just a fun thing happening in the geopolitical world that I wanted to fictionalize. And New Delhi is just for all the espionage that goes on there with, uh, with the relationship that uh, India has or kind of had with Russia. They're, they're walking this interesting tightrope now because of the invasion of Ukraine. But it's just this right. hotbed of spies and it's a fascinating place to set a novel. And I really hadn't read a lot of current spy fiction set in India, no. particularly New Delhi no, Jaipur. And right. I thought this would be something neat. Jaipur. Jaipur is how you're saying that. Jaipur. Now, now that's a word that's in there that's new to me. I was saying it in my head as Jaipur, but you're saying Jaipur. I, I get it. There's just a little bit of a difference, but that's what I'm talking about. There's nothing really going on in India. Like, even if I go back from my 80s, 90s, 2000 TV movies and stuff, I don't think of something that's happening going down in India too often. You know, they don't really have that. I think it's cool. I think India is a natural ally for the United States. And I wanted to I wanted to write about that part of the world and why I think India is important. And India is an interesting place to watch because there's a lot of a lot of funky stuff that happens over there. And we'd also like India to be buying more equipment from the United States versus Russia. Right. You know, we don't want them buying the Russian right. missile systems and things like that. I mean, they fly the MiGs, whatever, but they, we'd really right. like to be the primary supplier to them. It's not only good for our defense industry, but it's also better that we we cleave people away from dependence on Russia. The, the more countries we can bring over into our camp, uh, and, and it's smart. We had a chance decades and decades ago to really align with India, and we didn't. We allowed Russia to slip in there. But hopefully we can turn that around now with everything going on in Ukraine and box the Russians out of India. That'd be great for us and great for India. Agreed. Agreed. And, and honestly, they should just, you know, stop the aggression with what they're doing over there. And if any Russian soldier is listening to this podcast, just go home to your mama and your papa and just set down your AK. Just go home. Just leave. Leave Ukraine. OK, just go home. All right. Okay. You can sabotage story. a little bit of equipment on the way out. I mean, yeah, on your way out, you know, point? just pull the yeah. pull a pin out of a tank track as you're walking out, you know, whatever That's you it. can do. But, you know, <laughs> let's just get back to, you know, like reading about what's going on in the world in our imaginations and not putting the bullet to people's heads. You know, it's just crazy. And in your book, 
bullet to the head, dude. That happens. I'm just saying it's a really cool, you know, you're like, and you talk about hey, like HK, Heckler Cox is in there, you know, like you, yep. you speak about the rifles and the pistols, the SIGs, you know, that's really cool. So if you're going to go out and check out this book, or I'm not sure, are you going to have an audiable? I'm sure it'll be on audiable as well. Oh yeah, right? We, an- it'll be hardback, it'll be ebook, and it'll be audio. I've got a great narrator who's been with me throughout the series. He's he's beloved by by everyone who listens to these kinds of books. So yeah, absolutely. That's a that's a fun. People ask me, they're like, why don't you do it? And I say yeah. because it's not as simple as just reading a book. This guy comes up with voices for each character. He's a Broadway trained actor. It's yeah, it's. Uh, if you do nonfiction, I can see reading your own book, like of a politician or you get, I don't know, uh, Science Project. wants to talk about, do his book. Yeah. Yeah. So anything, anything that's nonfiction, I could see an author doing it, but for the fiction stuff to keep the voices straight and, uh, make them distinct from each other for the different characters. I think it's important to have a pro doing it. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s, dance away with hip-hop beats, and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Now, do you ever think in the multiverse of, you know, fandom, right? Because that's what we live in here with authors and books. Do you ever see another author's character crossing paths with, like one of your characters, like, let's just say, let's just put out there that, you know, there is another seal 
and he's on his own covert mission. And then there is another seal, right. like, okay, that's on his covert mission. But maybe they're from the same buds class, and they just see each other as they pass. Right. It's like, what the hell? And they're in each other's books. Yeah. You know, is that a thought? So I've actually done it with two different authors. So two buddies of mine, James Rollins and Steve Barry, we all decided several years ago that we would put each person's main character in one of our books. <laughs> so like the book I was writing at the time, I slid a mention of Steve Barry's character in there, Cotton Malone. And then I did Gray, who's uh, great. I believe it's Gray Pierce is, is the character at the time that James Rollins wanted me to use. So I used James Rollins character in another book. And then fans who read all three of us notice it. And they put Scott Harvath, my main character, in their books. And to this day, I have people like hit me up on Facebook and say, hey, Steve Barry has your character in his book. And I go, that son of a bitch, I'm going to sue him. (laughs) (laughs) And I play with the fans a little bit, make them think that I had no idea that was going to happen. Then I'm like, no, 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 it's it's okay. Steve's a bad poker player and he owed me a lot of money. And I said, if you put my character in your next book, I'll let you off on the debt. So so people dig that. The big thing I got to tell you I get now, Rad, is people who love like, the Vince Flynn novels with Mitch Rapp. And they're like, oh, we'd love to see like a thing with you and Mitch Rapp. And maybe you bring in Jack Carr's character. It'd be so cool for you guys to team up all together and do something because they love these characters individually and they'd love to see them all together. Like a collaboration. That's probably the big thing I get the most. Yeah. So not even passing in a book. They want like their favorite fictional heroes to team up in a book together like the Avengers, like all come together for one. Correct. Right. Like right now with, you know, uh, cold fear and steel fear, you have the Finn. you know, he's the seal that's going through those books that does that world. And, you know, then you'd have Harvest and then you'd have their other characters that would just be like, you know, guys, are we ready to retire? Is this about retirement right now? (laughs) Almost like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) what are you doing for PTSD these days? Boone? I don't want to be a former action guy. It's like, dude, you, you can't, you know, how, how many times can you keep taking the, uh, the supplements and the injectables to just kind of keep your edge? So yeah, it, it, yeah, exactly. So that's, that's, that's a fun book. So that's a great one. It's a good read. Oh, to read, I, I read too. It. Set in Iceland, set in Iceland, which I, my last book, <laughs> I went above the Arctic circle in Norway. So I really like that whole kind of Scandinavian, very cold thing. So that's a I, cold fear has been an awesome book. So anybody who uh, is thinking about uh, reading or, uh, and that's the following to steel fear. So if you hadn't read steel fear, that's a great one. You can start with cold fear, but they're both just fabulous thrillers. And they're like your books, you know, where you can pick one up and you're just now brought into that scenario and that, that mindset of what's going on. And if you read the other books, you might pick up on, you know, okay, you know, here Harvest has now left the ship and now he has arrived in this country. You might pick up on those little subtle things. But yeah, I agree. I think that reading a book where you can just pull it, read it, and it just brought you in. And then the next one, uh, you're excited for it. And it's really cool to read. And I just want to put that out there. So reading is cool. When I was in elementary school, we had this thing from Pizza Hut. And they were like, if you read so much, you get free personal pan pizzas, man. I would read so many books to get pizzas. So we should just keep reading. And if you're a young listener out there listening to the Soft Rep podcast, 
you know, pick up a book, check out Brad Thor's book, check out Brandon Webb's book, go pick up, you know, a Cam, a Cam Haynes book or go pick up, you know, a uh, Jack Carr book, you know, all these names. I'm, I'm swinging with the big leaguers up in here. You hear these names that are going on, you know? So it's like, it's so cool that you guys will take the time to, to talk to our listener and, and, and give some insight into what you were thinking when you wrote these books. Hey, this is Rad with Soft Rep Radio, and I just want to talk to you about Brandon Webb and John David Mann, right? Okay, these two guys have been hammering out books, and they just brought you a new one with Cold Fear. That's right. New York Times bestselling authors Brandon Webb and John David Mann have just put out Cold Fear. It is the adventures of Finn, the Navy SEAL. You got to check it out. Read that book. I think it's going to come out on Audible. So Brandon Webb, John David Mann props now i read some snippets that you're red cell okay and that's where you go in and you come up with scenarios of kind of doomsday scenarios of what could possibly happen in certain places and i don't want to give anybody ideas right i don't want your scenarios to give anybody ideas per se but what's that like you know what are you when you go when you get pulled you like geez. yeah it was uh, so after 9 11 when the department of homeland security was stood up before the whole 9-11 commission was put together and they realized that what had happened on that terrible day was a failure of imagination on our part, before that whole committee had been uh, stood up, they created this thing called the Analytic Red Cell Unit at DHS, where they said, we want to bring in creative thinkers from outside the Beltway, right? So not, you know, we didn't want Defense Department people. We didn't want uh, intelligence community people. We wanted some fresh ideas in there. So they reached out to people like me, Michael Bay, the Transformers, and Benghazi movie director. And they brought yeah. us, yeah, and they brought us to D.C. and they put us on these different teams and it was all the alphabets in the soup, right? So you did have CIA, DIA, all these different people that were working with these teams, but you had kind of two different things that would happen. One is they would give you like puzzle pieces, like disparate pieces of intelligence and say, how would you link these together? Okay. Like we've got a set of Nikes that were bought in Pittsburgh with a credit card that was used for a cell phone charger in Kuala Lumpur. And then there was like one other thing. And so you'd like, you'd get creative with how you'd put stuff together. We're always wondering, you know, was this real intelligence that they were trying to kind of figure out how to put together? And then the other thing was identifying potential targets and coming up with ideas on how those targets might be acted upon by bad actors. So the only thing we're ever allowed to talk about is there was one scenario that was publicized by the Red Cell Unit, which is terrorists taking advantage of an approaching hurricane. So that meant attacking a shelter, uh, hmm. potentially, where people had gone to be safe from the hurricane, as well as they evacuate out of the path of hurricanes, ambulances, fire trucks. You know, there's a lot of stuff they'll put in marshalling yards kind of away from the coast so that they can bring them back in afterwards. and They don't have to worry about them being harmed. And so there was a whole sabotage thing there. So they, they publicized that. One of the scenarios that I worked on that I came up with in there, uh, I said, you know, here's here's a particular scenario I think is very plausible. I think we ought to be talking more about this and, and we ought to be kind of taking steps to guard against it. That attack did happen somewhere in the world. And I contacted the Red Cell and I said, OK, it's all over the news. Can I say that I came up with that scenario in the Red Cell? Can I can I talk about it on TV? Because I was on Fox all the time and all this stuff. And they said, absolutely not. So I tell people that the Red Cell program is like the Las Vegas of government programs. What happens in the Red Cell stays in the Red Cell. I can't use it for my books. I can't talk about it in interviews. But, you know, as the son of a United States Marine, 
I'm honored to have been asked to serve my country, not by picking up a rifle, but by using the gray matter between my ears. So that's kind of a neat thing for me to to have brought a certain ability to, in a very small way, I don't know, I I don't blow it out of proportion. It's not anything huge or, uh, you know, I've got friends in everywhere from, you know, they are rangers all the way through SEALs. And, you know, I, I know a lot of people that have lost and sacrificed greatly, families that have lost. I mean, so for me to be asked by my country to come and think, and be creative. I mean, yeah, the answer was yes. I'll buy my own plane ticket. Even you guys don't even have to pop for this, save the money for somebody else. So it's right. a, it's a neat thing to have been able to do and just fun to work. Uh, and then the one other story, I was with a guy who was, I think the guy was an agency guy and we we're on a coffee break. And this was the coolest thing, Rad, because this guy was like MacGyver and uh, it was like bumping into a Bob Bear style guy in the, uh, in the break room. And I was talking to him and we, we were talking about an imp- improvisation and improvising and and i said well like in the field like what kind of stuff and he goes well let's dig through this garbage can and let's see what we can find in this garbage can and this guy found like a rubber glove he found like a half still good gas lighter and he showed me how to build an ied right there in the break room and he's like and this is how i'd hook it up to my cell phone and i'd use the cell phone for a trigger and i was like and i can't write about any of this you know i can't put this in my he's like well this you can this is we're not in a session right now if you ever want to talk about a guy building an IED out of garbage, he goes, but this is the way we think and we're taught to think and all that kind of stuff. So as much as it was an honor for me to give, I actually got a lot as an author and as an American. And it made me proud that my government was doing something that I wouldn't normally think they'd be smart enough to do. So it was right. really cool to see them trying to stay three or four steps ahead of the bad guys. Hi, folks. This is Sean Spoons, editor-in-chief of SoftWeb.com. Just here to say thank you for listening to the SoftWeb Radio podcast. We sure appreciate you giving us your time. And here's a special offer for you if you're a new member. 50% off your annual membership to SoftRep. Just click the link at the bottom of the page that brought you to us today. And from all of us here at SoftRep, thank you for listening. I was not even thinking that they would bring in a brainstorming session with, you know, yourself and others like, you know, critical thinkers with uh, storytelling. That's kind of what it is. It's like, how would I, how would you break this for me? You're, you're basically six sigmaing, which is just this other way to, you're just playing with formulas of how you would, you know, what ifs, all these what ifs. It's just really amazing. And I'm glad that that's happening because that just shows the outside the box thinking that we're willing to go to, to try to thwart anything from happening, you know? So that's, that's crazy. And it's cool service to have on your resume. Yeah. It's neat. And I've always been, I've always, one of the biggest questions I've heard kicked around, and I'm not the guy that came up with this, but I love it, which is, you know, that we hear particularly uh, American citizens talk about the Geneva and Hague conventions without really knowing what the Geneva and Hague conventions, why they exist, what's in them. You know, this is, this is supposed to help protect civilians and non-combatants in and around the battlefield. Yeah, exactly. People that are there to, yeah, in war. So if you're going to be on the battlefield, you have to wear a or at the very least, you have to wear an armband and all this kind of stuff. But as we've seen with terrorists, in particular Islamic terrorism, is that they, they don't, don't use any rule book. They, they're not no. signers to the Geneva and Hague no. Convention. So no. while I'm not going to say we should tear up the rule book when we go after them, I like the fact that the United States government was saying, OK, how do we combat an enemy that refuses to play by any rules? What can we do to get the advantage? How do we start thinking more like them? How do we think ahead of them and get to a spot before they even think about getting there? So that's one of the things that I loved about that Red Cell program so much and still do love about it. It's, it's awesome.
Yeah. And, and for the listener out there, Geneva Conventions, usually on the back of people's military ID cards, you know, if they have them, it says on the back of it that they're part of the Geneva Convention. And that's to treat prisoners of war with some type of something respectfully versus torture and mutilation and uh, dragging you through the TV in the streets of, you know, Mogadishu, things like that, you know, when mm-hmm. Operation Serpent went down. Those guys don't care about the Geneva Conventions. They don't even know what that is. They've never even been privy to it. Let alone, you know, you have someone like a Putin who knows very well what Geneva Conventions are. You have a person very much, you know, understanding what the ramifications of going after hospitals and schools. And it's not just accidental things. When you're hitting 400 hospitals, when you're hitting, you know, a thousand different, you know, healthcare facilities, it's on purpose. And the Geneva Convention is specific saying those are war crimes. Mm-hmm. And so, and so it's crazy after, you know, you get in the military or you dabble with it, you realize that. An enemy combatant, how do you identify them? Well, if they're wearing a military rank or a uniform, then they fall into Geneva Convention. But if they strip it off and just go back into the civilian gear, that's where we can't figure out who's who on the battlefield. That's what I think. That's my understanding, you know, and having guys going over to Iraq and then just dismantling the entire like bath party, you know, because we said you're all fired. And now all of a sudden you have all these soldiers getting pink slips. They're like, well, we were the smartest minds in the country at the time, but we've just been fired called a terrorist organization they strip off their entire uniforms and all we found were piles of uniforms in iraq literally soldiers going through streets would be like we just found uniforms no ak's no nothing just uniforms and a pink slip that we were fired so those guys took their regular everyday clothes and their ak's and they went home with them and we compounded that we made that even worse when they failed to renegotiate the sofa the status of forces agreement, and they pulled all of the Intel guys out. And these guys right. are going, whoa, whoa, wait a second. We promised all of our assets that we right. were going to take care of them and take care of their families. I've got this guy, Mohammed. He has helped save so many American lives. If I can tie a red kerchief around his neck and get him in line in front of the embassy this afternoon with his family, can you get him a visa? And we didn't. We just, I, I mean, th- it is so bad how we left Iraq and just let all of these amazing intelligence networks crumble. We really, it's textbook what not to do what we've done. It's very sad. It was a double-edged sword. You see, if we left Iraq, we saved our soldiers from persecution. If we stayed in Iraq and fought, we were open to their military tribunals for our soldiers who were doing the job that they were ordered to do, which is a brutal job. And anybody outside of that would think... Agree. I don't even know how hard they tried to negotiate the sofa, though. That's my problem. I have, I have a hard time believing we couldn't have gotten the sofa we wanted from the Iraqis. You know, once they changed that interim prime minister over and put him in and he was more sympathetic to, you know, maybe Iran and his, it just changed. Yeah, and all of a sudden Americans were no longer looked at like, hey, let's keep him around. And it left Obama with a really big Rubik's Cube to try to figure out. And I remember watching Fox News back then, which was a different program. It was a little different way back then. And oh, not, yeah. uh, you know, when they were pulling out. And uh, I actually, I was watching, it was, and I was watching them pull out when they were embedded with the troops. They're like, okay, these are the last troops rolling out of Iraq. And now we have, you know, of course, personnel there, not, you know, wartime. Yeah, that's how we got Suleimani, you know, that wasn't, so that was, that was part of it too. So the SOFA agreement, that was actually Joe Biden's purview. That was in his portfolio was to negotiate the SOFA and uh, to renegotiate the SOFA. Prior to him becoming, because he was in the. uh, During the Obama administration, he was vice president. Yeah. Right. Right. And so that was in his wheelhouse. But this last pullout with Afghanistan, that that was thrown at him as well. He didn't have access to that situation. That was just, here you go, bro. 
peace out. And now he's just like, no one expected. I don't even think the SF guys on the ground expected it to change, but so fast and dramatically like it did. But in your book, it's just so close to everything that's going on. And I'm just bringing it back. Yeah, because I opened the book with that whole thing in the Himalayas. And then I flash forward to Scott Harvath in the middle of an operation where right. he's gone in with his team into Kabul to extract an Afghan intelligence officer who agreed to stay behind with his family that's after right. the fall of Afghanistan and keep doing stuff and feeding intel to the U.S. And then it got too hot and he needed to be pulled out. So I was like, what's the date yeah. of this book? I really wanted to do that. I thought that gate, that glory gate that had been carved on the other side of the airport, I thought that was a really cool idea that, you know, we had just basically opened up another way to get in around the back. And so, yeah, I, again, I try to tack as close to reality as possible, but with stuff that's going to remain evergreen, right? So that sure. timing of sending Harvath in there could be two years from now. I never wrote about bin Laden because I knew eventually we were going to capture or kill him. And that would just make a book very dated. So I've been at this for two decades, but you can go back and pick up my very first book, The Lions of Lucerne. And it, it still will re read as fresh and as action packed okay. today as it did 20 years ago, because the tactics haven't changed that much. You know, people are still using Glocks and Berettas and Sig Sauers. And, you know, uh, some of the some of the cool Correct. rifles that my buddy Mark LaRue makes, maybe uh, maybe a little bit different. Oh, LaRue Tactical? More, more high speed. <laughs> is, yeah, is that what you're talking yeah, right there? Armadillo dust? Is that what you're talking yeah. about right now? Are we talking uh, about God bless our you, snipers? My kids got addicted <laughs> to Dillo dust. My, my son would not eat pizza without Dillo not dust. Dillo dust. Thank you, Mark LaRue. Yeah. That, For the longest time, I had that bottle that, opener, bro. Excuse me. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the armadillo, right? Yes, yes, for the longest time. God so I do, especially, especially our snipers. Our snipers. bumper sticker. Yeah. That's correct. Now, you got to understand the reason why I'm like catching on is I own a, I do a large war game thing here in Utah. So I run war games all the time, you know, anywhere from 40 to 300 people at a time. And so everybody rocks, you know, LaRue style rail systems or, you know, Noveski or any of these types of things that can adapt to the airsoft guns it's like you know they use surefire or they got o lights all the night the top of the line stuff on their guns i got a guy that has a 600 dollars airsoft gun it's really good that's a high price for one listen he's got a seven thousand dollars zeus thermal system on top of it oh. so it's not a yeah, 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 yeah so these guys have taken it it's everything except for the bullet that comes at you screaming, right? So it's right. the thought process, it's the chess playing, it's the my targets have heartbeats hunting me back. But he has a seven thousand dollars Zeus thermal system, so he's literally seeing you two miles out, coming in tired and killing you in airsoft. So Larue Tactical, props on your stuff, bro. Keep it up, you know. Armadillo dust. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I, you know, I really love Mark's stuff, and you know, I try to any of the weapons, if it's not bolted to an airframe, I've, pro yeah. I've, I've fired it. You know, that's, that's a oh, big that's thing. Cool. I want it. My first book, I made some mistakes because my knowledge of firearms was not where I wanted it to be. And I had sure. so many wonderful people. I was living in Utah at the time and I had so many wonderful people come out of the woodwork and say, 
let's push you further out on the curve so you really know. Let's let's come spend a weekend with us. We're going to shoot all these guns. We're going to break them down. We're going to show you how to clean them. You're going to understand the parts. We're going to talk about windage and elevation. We're going to go through all this stuff so that you really get it. And that from other gun owners sparked in me a love and a respect of firearms, which I'd had from my dad, the Marine. We do pheasant hunting yep. as, as kids, but we weren't using, you know, we're using shotguns. We weren't using rifles. There weren't pistols that we were being exposed to. So my time living eight years in Utah and the wonderful police officers and military people I knew out there, unbelievable the education I got from them. And it's created a lifelong passion. I mean, I, I've got more guns than I know what to do with. And it's, I love them. I love each and every one of them. They're all special. Right. Right. And they are. And they are. And you can't go wrong putting a 1911 in a book because 1911 was st is still being used. That pistol is still modernly so much in every single place. Rad, I took my dad, the Marine, my dad's 83 now. I took my dad shooting like 10 years ago and I gave him a Glock. And he's like, okay. And I, you know, and he usually didn't like it. And he was, he was okay, but he wasn't great. And then I got out the 1911 and man, it's just all that muscle memory came back to him. And he was yep. just, you know, I mean, it wasn't like he was super, super tight, but he did a great freaking job. And it was just putting that weapon that he didn't even need to like consciously think his body knew how to fire that 1911. Exactly. And I, I love, I've got a custom less bear 1911 that I absolutely love. And then there's a company called Accuracy X. And they built a custom 1911 for me. And then it's all, it's gray. And my character's call sign is Norseman. Uh, Scott oh, Harvest's yeah, call yeah, sign yeah. is Norseman. That's right. That's right. And he got that's it right. from all of this, all of the Scandinavian flight attendants he dated. So that's how he got that call sign. That's, and it, that's engraved on the slide. And so I'm a big, I don't conceal carry with the 1911 that much because particularly in the summer, it's so hot. Down here that's in Tennessee, big. and it's so hard yeah. to conceal a weapon, yeah. and that's big. That's a that's it a lot big. of iron to lug around. But I do love me the 1911. So uh, just a nice solid weapon. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Yeah, exactly. It is big, you know. And I went to this uh, Green Beret training seminar back in Virginia, and my our instructor for soft rep, it was a whole thing, and he was like, how many of you in here shoot a 1911 how many of you are big boys raise your hand and all these guys raise their hands he's like okay 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 how many of you in here of you big boys shoot a nine millimeter how many of you huh and he raised his hand he's like i'll tell you why he's like because if you've never been in a gunfight that's why and he straight up said it just like that you with a 1911 have never been in a real firefight because you get two to three shots per person he's like you're not just one shot one kill you're like pop pop right pop, pop 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 Right. He's like, you got seven rounds in a night in an M9. You have a larger magazine capacity. And he's just like, you got more rounds for the job. So he was always like, you know, try to go smaller. You get a little more ammo. And, you know, out here, a very popular is a 22, a pistol, 22 caliber is very popular to carry for conceal here. Wow. Something simple. Yeah, I'll tell you, I like for my wife because she has arthritis. So I didn't want my wife to have to cycle the, you know, the weapon, you know, to, to rack, to pull back the slide and everything on a, on a Glock. But I'll tell you, my preferred thing that I love to carry is I've got a Glock 19, so nine millimeter, but I use the Glock sure. 17 magazines just to get a couple extra rounds. Extended. You know, because yeah. you never know the situation. So you're, yeah. So it, it sticks out of the butt of the weapon a little bit. Just but a little I don't bit. Care because it's under a shirt. But that gets your peak. But you never know. Yeah, and that gives your peak your grip too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have the biggest hands in the world, so I'm pretty good <laughs> on a Glock 19, but it does give you, it does give you a little bit more. Yeah. Like banana hands. You look like Tony yeah. Robbins there. Holy. Hey, shit. listen. It's like, it's like a ham studded with baseball bats. Look at those things. Six foot five. I'm six five. I can't help myself. Oh right? my God. 280, six five. Yes. 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 Wow. Yes. And I, that's why when you say it extends a little bit, so what you're saying is that the 19 and the 17 have the same lower, just a different upper, and then it has the same ability to carry the 17th mag inside of the of the mag well, so it sticks out a little bit, but you get those extra rounds. Absolutely. So that's nice, and it's it's not that much that it that it creates a different kind of printing under my clothes or anything like that. Sure. But then I've got you know, and I've got two in the belt as well, so I've got the, you know two more Glock 17 mags with me in addition to the one so i've got the one in the weapon so it's it's just a it's a nice thing because as much training as i've done and particularly with cops that's very interesting it's and you're right about gunfights i thank god i've never been in a gunfight i don't ever want to be in a gunfight but when i've been invited to different police departments or to do these seminars where guys come in and they talk about active shooter scenarios and what's happened there and if it's only you how many rounds do you want to have? Your adrenaline's going. And I, I did some training with some guys here in Tennessee, and they're, I love their stuff because they want to shock you. 
They want your heartbeat up so high. They want to mimic, get as close as they can to that the adrenaline dump. The, you, you, you go through the whole auditory exclusion thing. They want to reproduce as much of the stress of a gunfight because what is it? It's it's train it's train like you fight and fight like you train, right? So yep, train they've got this fight, stuff where you're train. dragging sandbags up and down stairs and you're on the clock and you're not even shooting yet. You don't get to shoot to the end. They have you go through all this physical stuff and you're racing against the clock. You want to beat the other people in your class and you get back to your weapon and they've disassembled it. And you're like, fuck. And so now you've right. got to put the weapon back together. And then now you got to go and get on target and you've got to, you know, you've got X amount of rounds in there. And so anyway, I, I have so much respect for people who just train and train and train. And then uh, particularly our police officers who have to respond to these active shooter scenarios where they have little to no information whatsoever and have to go in. Right. And that's, that is, you can't wait for SWAT to show up. You can, and we've just seen it down in no. Texas. You can't yeah, wait gotta you go have in. to go in. They got to go in. Yeah. You know, you guys, you guys, you guys are paid and sworn to go in. Okay. That's your job is to go in. It's to go in. Yeah. That's not his job. That's not my job. I didn't get a payroll to go in. I used uh, in the Air Force. You could hold me to it. But today, <laughs> so again, though, to go back to training, airsoft, right? These guns that we're using is doing a lot of what you're talking about with replicating, you know, uh, functionality and muscle memory, how to hold the rifle. How do you draw your pistol? Are you carrying? What yeah. do you have all your gear on? Are you ready for that? Do you have too much on? Are you just needing water and ammo for the situation? Um, are you ready to go into the trenches? Ha do you have heart issues? Did you ever have asthma? Are you going to be a heat casualty? Mm -hmm. Out in the desert, when I get two to 300 people together, these are questions that are asked up front. And not just for me to know, but for everyone around us to know, because when I look around at others, they'll know that this person's diabetic and they have their insulin injection right here, put it in his nose if he has that stuff. This guy over here, he may have had a heart issue. He's on a monitor. His wife doesn't want him to die. So let's make sure that doesn't happen. So yeah. you may think in your mind that you're ready to go. But if you've not conditioned yourself like Harvest, if you haven't gone after it like Finn and these guys and trained their bodies, these SEALs, consistently to be considered extreme athletes like Olympians, I hope your trigger finger and your eye on target is really good because you're going to need a good shot. There's people running all over training as hard as you. Like you said, train as you fight, fight as you train. And there's someone out there, yeah. just like in the Green Berets from John Wayne, training harder than you to kill you. So just train, 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 train. <laughs> I did a post on social media. I used to do martial arts and go to a gym in Chicago way back, like when I was in my 20s. And it was owned by a, by a cop who was a martial artist. And I never forgot, I reproduced a poster I saw in there on social media a couple of months ago. And he had a picture of the back of some tatted up prisoner. All right, the guy had his shirt off and he was doing lat exercises. And it was a poster that I said, where'd you get that? And he said, oh, we used to have them around in our locker rooms and stuff at CPD. And it said, Every day you don't train, he does. So it's yeah. you know eventually you're going to bump into this person who's been going to the probably not going to the range, but you know that's been working out and all that kind of stuff. So it's, physical fitness is just as important as you know making sure you're you're getting to the range 100%. and you're, you're keeping your skills sharp. Though it's it's perishable. So you know if my wife needs me, she falls down. I've got to help get my family out of the house in a fire, whatever it is. You know, I want to be That's able right. to help them. I also want to be able to not keel over from a heart attack from the stress of a home invasion, too. I want to be able to know that my body can 
I, I'll never know. I hope to never be in that situation. I'll never right. know whether my but body can true. handle that or not. But I'm going to try to give right. myself the edge by watching what I eat, not drinking too much, exercising, you know. Staying so. active, bro. And here I am at 44, and I never yeah. thought I'd talk about drinking fiber and like, you know, and, uh, you know, oh, that was a good bowel passing, you know, my, and, and my friend's like, I'm jealous, dude. I'm going to drink some, you know, you know, I just, I just, I never got that, you know, I, I never, I never thought I'd get to this age, but, you know, I'm the garbage pail kid generation. And, you know, and I think that you come from that life as well. And, uh, and here we are watching Metal Musil on TV, changing the channel. And now we're like, mm, put some of that in my cup. You know, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> listen, I anything think, that gives yeah, you the edge, me. Rad, it does. That's why my, my buddy in fifth group uh, used to joke if you're not cheating, you're not trying. You know, I mean, whatever makes you combat effective, all right? Got to get it out. It, I can go there a couple go. of days without going. But. Well, listen, I think we're going <laughs> to laugh that one off. And I really want to say thank you for coming on to the show of Soft Rep Radio. But also, you have an Instagram, you have a Facebook, and I want you to go ahead and it's Brad, go ahead and tell your. Tell your websites. Yeah, at, at Brad Thor. So you can find me at Brad Thor on Twitter and Real Brad Thor on Facebook and Brad Thor on Instagram. That's it's pretty. There's some guy out there named like Brad Thornton, and he just chops wood with his shirt off, and he's like Tope. at Brad Thor like on TikTok. And so a lot of people show up, a lot of ladies show up on my uh, social media thinking I'm going to take the shirt off and chop wood, and I'm like, not today, dear, not doing not that today. Not so, today, not today. I'm pretty easy. Yeah, not today. I'm pretty easy to find, though. Brad <laughs> Thor and bradthor.com. Yeah, you go to bradthor.com, my website, and I link out to all my social media from there. So, And your list of books and anything else that you have. And if you want to reach out to Brad and ask him a couple questions, I'm sure he's open to that. But, you know, I want to say oh, thanks yeah. again. And my name is Rad, and this is me saying thanks from everyone here at Soft Rep Radio. And I'm going to sign off with that and say peace. You've been listening to Soft Rep Radio. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, 
fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.